and we are technically recording, and uh, I actually, I haven't had my podcast stuff set up in a while, so I haven't done real episodes, but I will upload the audio to this and let whoever is subscribed get their fix, and uh, if you listen to one of the first episodes... I had my friend. We we what we called you. We Jordan. No, we called you. It was was it C money? C. Or I, I made the joke C note, but C note. I, yeah. C Hattie. Oh, was it? Yeah, we didn't actually say your real name. We didn't. No. I guess not. I was sort of I didn't that. say Clarissa one time. <laughs> is your name? Is anyone ever go by your name short for any other name? How do you mean? Like, oh, do they think Clara's short shorthand for, first? For, no, it's funny. No, they don't ever. There's no not Clarice. That yeah, if you were Clarice, could you go by Claire? Yeah, technically. Do you like your name? I do actually. I've grown into it. I think it's taken yeah. me a minute to understand. Uh, What's your middle name? Alexandra. Alexandra. But those who know me kind of. Switch it up, switch up the gender and say Alexander. Yeah, I'm gonna put this closer. We're doing like a makeshift audio, I, it'll sound all right. I just want it to be so it's neutral enough. I think I have a louder. Oh, yeah, I'm probably not projecting. You're good, do you? I'm just gonna put the recorder closer to you because you'll be able to hear me no matter what. Deep tones carry, right? So, like, like mine, you'll well, I have like super <laughs> deep. Um, that's a weird thing. Your tone of your voice. When I get worked up, I feel like I get like kind of choked off, and my voice isn't as deep and rich. It's more like, uh, and that's when you need it to be deep and rich. I know. So you need to, you know. Yeah. Well, when I used to go to Yin Yoga class, I would leave, and I would be, I would talk like this, and I would have kind of like, a, like a little bit of like you're a little bit drugged. Like, like I just felt very relaxed, so there was no need to talk with this. But, but that's not me. I'm this resonance. Right. That's I it. resonate at this. It's like kind of more up in my head. It's not as like deep and relaxed. It is a little choked off. But when you take that that edge that makes you you off, your voice changes. That's true. Yeah, if you think about like, I mean, drugs are like that. People who are drunk, like if you learn somebody's drunk. You can tell by the tone of voice sometimes that that person is drunk because you hear where they're resonating from and it's from a drunk place. <laughs> Have you ever heard somebody who's like, let's say like, uh, you, you can hear like a weird, I listen to podcasts where, I, I guess it doesn't matter if I say his name, but Theo Vaughn. Oh, he's one of my favorites, yeah. So he's recovery- but for the last, like, few years, he's had slip-ups, this and that. Oh, is he? Yeah. And I can hear it in his voice. I, can't you hear when people put stuff up their nose or, like, maybe they take certain pills? I imagine he's putting something up his nose. He's admitted that he's had slip-ups, so it's not like I'm took. And who I'm not actually calling him out. Who all is going to not, like, you know, putting him on blast? But you can hear it in people's voices when they're on drugs. Can you? Yeah, no. typically I feel like yes. I, however, I feel like he always seems a little off. 
Well, he, he his brain seems a little off. Right. But if you learned it, you might be able to tell maybe when he's got, like, drip in the back of his throat. Um. It's it's like there's a, there's a sound to it. Maybe it's just me. No, no, no. I, I believe it. Yeah, there's something to like powdery substances going down the back Dripping. of your throat and giving you like this. It's not like a cold. It sounds different, different. than a cold, but it there's I'd have to strained a little. Yeah, and to be honest, I could sometimes just be in my own. I, I'm confident that I can tell certain things, and sometimes I'm wrong. So there's a chance I have no fucking clue. Small chance. A small chance, though. Yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Yeah. The, the drinking, right. I can tell right away. And it's not because they say something outlandish or they say something literally slurred. It's the tone of the voice. Interesting. Yeah. When somebody's tired, their tone of their voice is a little different. Right? Yeah. And when somebody's, like, hyper and sped up, the t- it's not just the fact that they're talking fast. There's, like, a different... Everything about the way they talk. Right. Every dynamic's a little different. So say all that, you like your name. Yeah. <laughs> Claire Alexandra. That's right. Claire Alexandra. It's got a ring to it. I, I think it's a strong, pretty strong name. Yeah. Do you know what Claire means? It means clear, bright, and famous. Though I saw another... Um, That's tra- a lot. I know. And I saw another translation to, that said it meant Little Diamond. Little Diamond. Clear. Bright. Bright. And famous. Yeah, so I guess I've got, what, two or three going on. Yeah. Think of some famous... Who are some famous Claire's? I can't think of a single one. Is, it, is Claire Dames? Is that somebody? Oh, yeah, Claire Dames. Yeah, I guess Dames. she is, huh? Dames? Yeah. Claire Huxtable. That's from the Cosby Show. Yeah. Mm. That, was that the daughter? It was the mother. The mother's Claire. Yeah. Huxtable. I my my name's Michael Benjamin. Do you like it? No, it sounds kind of dorky. I I like the name Mike. I don't have an issue with the name Mike. But but Michael Benjamin sounds like I don't know. I wish he was a there was a little more. Edge sounds like too much like Thomas Jefferson or something. One of the founding My, fathers, Michael Benjamin Turpin. It just sounds um, doesn't sound. Does it have a cool swagger? What's a what's a cool name? Think of somebody. Did you when you were younger? What kind of names did you admire? I always liked the name Cameron. Cameron. Yeah, I don't know. I just did. Cameron. I like that. I think that's a cool name. I'm trying to think, like. I liked, um, for some reason, Young, I thought Zach was a cool name. I'm not a fan of, well, it's my sister's fiance's name, but mm. I don't love it. I think I'd rather be Michael than Zach. Or Z- well, because you'd be Zachary. Yeah, I wouldn't, I, but I mean, just like comparing Mike to Zach, I'd rather be Mike. Mike. But when I was younger, there was something cool about Zach or... Mitch? No. That'd be like Bob. <laughs> Mitch Banana. I know, but I but I don't. I would imagine if my name was Mitch, like legit. Do you know a Mitch? Yeah, my uncle Uncle Mitch. He's probably Mitchell. Yeah, he's Mitch, Jennings is his first name, I believe. Jennings. Yeah. Jennings Mitchell. Jennings Mitchell. And he goes by Mitch. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. You go by the short of your last. Everyone calls me Terp in like oh, that's jock cool. circles. Oh, that's cool. Terp, yeah. Terp. I yeah. like that. My dad is a Terp. Yeah. I don't know if anybody ever calls my brother Terp. But my dad and I, You're people, people call us Terp. That's a cool. That's cool. People call my brother RJ. We should go down the name. We'll just have a whole podcast on names. Names. Should I tell the story about, about the ornament I got yesterday? As long as it relates to names. It does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah I do. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, yeah, let's hear this story. <laughs> so, so my grandparents, right, they, they never know what to get me, so they often will wrap uh, little tiny gifts and packages, and inside will be money or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year they decided to go with Christmas ornaments, little tiny ones, because I usually get a little tiny tree in my apartment. Well, I opened one of them. And inside was this little gingerbread cookie man ornament. And on the ornament, it said, Jordan. And I say, uh, who's Jordan? And my grandmother looks at me and she goes, oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that when I was going to wrap it. But I figured, oh, well. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, so, so she got it from a store. She got it. From some, I don't know, church bazaar sale. They they love going to church bazaars for Christmas. And Do you think there was like a hundred of them and there were different names? Probably. Or just, and she just she happened She just picked to, any, any, anyone. And didn't she realize didn't, that it had, she didn't know it had name. name. No. But you know what though? If she was looking for a Claire, she might not have found it. She probably wouldn't have found one. Would she have thought to look for Alexandra? I don't know. As, that would be interesting is like getting somebody a gift that's their middle name. Yeah, if they ran out of the first names. What the fuck is the... You know, middle names are weird because, like, if you never go by it and nobody ever calls you by your full name, it's like you don't even have that middle name. I feel so disconnected from Benjamin. When I was younger, my some of my family members, like my aunts, uncles, grandparents would call me Michael Benjamin or Michael B., Michael B was kind of oh, because there B. was there was another Mike in my you know okay. my grandfather's uh, Michael. Okay. So, or I guess his I don't know he might even be Philip Michael, but he goes by Mike You're, slash Michael. My who? grandfather. Oh, okay. Philip Michael Pazella, which is actually funny because I never even until I said it out loud, I always just assumed his name was Mike because that's what he went by. Right. That's. How do you decide to not go by your first name? My, my, well, this this could be wondering. My grandfather's real name is Rudolph. He goes by <laughs> Bill. Bill. What's his middle name? William. William. Rudolph William. Yeah, Greeley. Gre- what is it? Greeley. Greeley. Yeah. William. Rudolph. Or Rudolph William, William Greeley. Greeley. So he goes by Bill. Has he always gone by Bill? Yeah. His parents decide that, or him? I'm sure. I'm sure he decided it. <laughs> At a young age? Probably. Your name must, you must really hate your name or your name must suck or you're ballsy to just be like, I'm not even going by that first one. I'm going by the middle one. Well, he was always, I feel like, very much his own person, so. Yeah. Maybe that's the same case for my, so both of our grandfathers go by their middle names. Oh, yeah. That, that's interesting. My dad goes by, he'll go by like any fucking Anything you call him. He likes all of them. All the names. He's James. Some people call him James. Jim is what he would probably introduce himself as. And he likes to go by Frank, which is his middle name. (laughs) Franklin. James Franklin. Franklin's a funny name. But anyway. He goes by Frank? 
And he does sometimes if he's like, he, it's like he gets in like a certain mood. Mood is his alter ego type thing. Everyone in my family is a little autistic. Yeah. They're savants in their own way, but they're different. Different, yeah. Yeah, so then he'll go by Turkey. Because see, you remember Lindsay Zimmerman? Of course. Her dad, Rick Zimmerman, I call him Himmy. Because Rick and my dad, Jim, growing up, they had nicknames for each other. So it was... Hemi, which I think is a lyric from some song. Okay. And then my dad, I think he, because he ran fast and he had these shoes or something, they called him, I don't know how the correlation is, Turkey Lurkey. <laughs> his, his, his email's Turkey Lurkey 45. <laughs> and I don't know where the 45 comes from. Yeah, maybe, what's that? Is that like was, a cult 45? I, my only guess is maybe he was 45 years old when he made it. Could be. It's not the year he was born. He wasn't drinking the drink. Forty-five. No, no, he's never been a cult forty-five drinker. Oh, well then yeah. Maybe it was. The age. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not like his screen name was like Turkey Jack Daniels. <laughs> Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey. Yeah. yeah. Should be. Turkey. Uh, yeah. Yingling. Yingling Turkey. <laughs> That's Sapporo Turkey. Isn't it weird that, that there are not many people, like, I trusted myself enough to think that even though I could be addicted to something like cigarettes, I think I would be that guy that, whatever, I, I, I'm going to just try different packs. Like, like, for instance, a lot of people have their beer. Yeah. Like, they don't change from their beer. I drink Miller Lite. I don't drink Bud Light unless that's all there is and I'm somewhere else, right? But, like, me, if I was going to go get beer, I'd be like, well, I got Bud Light last time. How about I get, you know, Miller? Or how about I get this this seltzer thing or wine? Like, I would yeah. mix it up. Yeah. And I think even at, like, the, the, the depths of the most crippling addiction, I would never be addicted to Marlboro Reds. I would be addicted to cigarettes. And I would love the fact that there's a variety of them. There's so many. <laughs> I would switch it up. I mean, I've bumped cigarettes off people. A Newport, uh, a Camel, non-filtered. It's all the same. It's fun. Yeah, right. Variety. Yeah, so you want to go out and you want to do, like, taste tests of, like, you want to go to a winery and you do a taste test. You want to go to a brewery and do a taste test. A selection, yeah. Yeah, I know my favorite ice cream flavor, but I'm not getting it ten nights in a row. What is it? Mint chocolate chip. Well, I mean, I I like the idea. Like, okay, within a brand, I know my favorite. I think I know my favorite. Maybe that's my problem is I don't have a literal favorite. When I say I know my favorite, I mean like I know that I prefer something with peanut butter. I would prefer something that's not a chocolate, solely chocolate ice cream. Uh So at the very least, vanilla and chocolate. I like gluttonous cookie dough, chocolate this, you know, peanut butter swirl. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm looking and say there's a Ben and Jerry's and it's a new flavor and it's dirt cake. I mean, well, it doesn't have peanut butter. So it's not gonna, It's probably not going to be my favorite because I like peanut butter. Right. Maybe it's got a lot of chocolate and caramel, which I like, but I know it's not my favorite. Like, I know what my favorite flavors are. But I'll try the I'll try the dirt cake and I'll do it to keep it exciting and to mix it up. Okay. And even if it's not my favorite, if I like it enough, I'll keep it's it in the rotation. Keep it, keep it, okay. Yeah, not as high of a percentage. 
but I'll keep it. I'll keep so it in I rotation. That. Do you do that? No. No. No, I'm kind of one of those people. I like what I like, and I kind of stick to it. Sugar. I don't really go out of my way. No, believe it or not, I don't really eat much sugar. It doesn't. Oh, it's. Oh, Steph. Tomorrow works. Smiley yeah. face. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You got a message. Yes. I'm talking about relationship woes. Yeah, I haven't gotten any messages. Huh. Yeah, you know what? That, that's just different case to case. I, I think uh, also something to consider with, with your girlfriend is the age <laughs> gap. Yeah, right. Okay. She didn't okay. grow up text message. Like, she, she was married at a time. They had to, like, send, like... Horses with she mail. She might have been divorced before text messages yeah. existed. Oh. No, not quite, but... About. Right? Yeah. At least, like, regular right. contact with each other. So, like, that that's a factor. I forget that a lot, actually. That there is an age gap. Because I don't view her as... When, I, I, when we're together, I don't see her as older than me. Right. I don't... Like, I don't... She doesn't look like that to me, and it does not... I don't perceive her that way, so... If there's this disconnect, like, I yeah. know that logically, when I think about it, I have to actually think about it, and then sometimes she or someone like you will have to remind me, Yeah. hey, wait a minute, there's She's got this. a daughter your age. Yeah. She's got one older. One even older. Yeah. So, How old's her ex-husband? Is he older know. than her? I'm sure they're about the same age. Are you? I'm not certain, but they're about the same age. Okay. I saw the wedding pictures. Okay. Yeah. They look about the same age. How long ago do you think they got married? So it would have been... They were together, the second husband, for I think it was 13 years or something? Or 12? Okay. Maybe second 11. Husband. I wonder when she got married the first time. Young. Like 23 or something. So that was before... That's who were. she had the kids with. That was... That was before... Yeah, okay. So she was married That was before around the time I was born. Kid. Yeah, she... Well, no. That okay, was actually... Before... Maybe a little before. You, if she got married before she had her first kid, it was definitely before you were born. Yeah, I guess she had the first... Yeah, you're right. First kid was before, before you were was born. Impor- yeah. Several years yeah. before you were born. And she might have been married already. She was. That's kind of like... I mean, it's been a while since I've dated somebody that's significantly older than me. But I remember when I was younger and I dated some people who were older, it's kind of like cool... To like realize that you're on their level in ways that you might not think you are, or it's it's like there's something about people that transcend age. Not everybody that that's our age could date somebody that much older, right? And and relate. I don't think it's as simple as being an old soul. No, I, don't, I, think, I, it's, agree. I think it's more fluidity there. Yeah, you know, I agree. I think I'm. I'm more fluid as far as my connections with people and like I create harmony with older people, people my age, younger than me. Fortunately, I'm not into people younger than me romantically. Right. A lot right. of guys, uh, you know, that's another thing. I'm not, I'm not either at yeah, all. Yeah, and there are a lot of guys, I swear, that they, they probably never would do anything that's illegal. Even if it, even if it came on to them, they'd be like, "You are too young. I'm not messing with this." But they acknowledge that that person is hot, and they 
probably have part of them that wishes they could do it. Huh. I think so. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't think people are in that situation enough to know. Because sometimes the truth comes on thick. Like, whoa, that's actually a lot fucking weirder than I realized. But, like, working at gyms, you meet a lot of dudes who will be like, God dang, I can't believe that girl is an ass like that and she's 15. Oh, shit. It's hard not to recognize it. Like, I'm not Yeah, you got notice. But the way they say it sometimes... Is it lecherous? It's like a salivating dog. Yeah, lecherous, yeah. What's that word? Lecherous. Lecherous? Lecherous. Do you know what it means? It means, like... A dog that's salivating? Basically. I'm lecherous. Sexual in a way that's, like... God, that thong has me lecherous. Lecherousating? It it, it typically, uh, like, think of it as someone older towards someone younger, like, older male to... Female, younger female type, I think. When Ooh. I think of the word lecherous. Let's look it up. Yeah, look it up. Lecherous. Maybe, maybe the actual name. How do you spell? L-E-T-R-O-U-S? L-E-C-H-E-R-O-U-S. Having or showing excessive or offensive sexual desire. Lecherous. Le- lecherous. 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 Is there other like f- forms of the word? Yeah, lechery would be the act of excessive or offensive sexual desire, lustfulness, the vice of lechery. Lechery. Yeah. I'm feeling it's a good word. It's lecherous. It's, it's an inordinate, also inordinate indulgence in sexual activity, lasciviousness. Oh, I've been about around a bunch of kids today, and I'm feeling mighty lecherous. lecherous. Yeah, very lecherous. Yeah, you like that four-year-olds. <laughs> How fucked up would it be to be that fucked up? No, that that's some perspective. I mean, I have it in the opposite direction. I like, like, so I'm older. I'm like a gerontophile. <laughs> what? That's a word. That's a word too. Gerontophile. Root word ger, ger ger. Okay, that reminds me of something. My first girlfriend used to type that word into her computer. You know, I can make your your computer talk. Like, say the word in the computer voice. Yeah. And she would hit enter and it would say, uh, gerontophile. Geront, geront, gerontophile. So it's like a, it's like the opposite of, like, geront being the opposite of pedo? Gerontophilia, gerontophile. A person sexually attracted to elderly people. (laughs) 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 So, okay. Eh, wait. Like geriatric. It, yeah, exactly. Geriatric. It, erotic, erotic age orientation in which one is most strongly aroused by the elderly. And so it is at the opposite end of the spectrum from pedophilia. Yes. That's it. Okay. How on the opposite end? What, what are some things that you think you have? You have geret- do you think or do you think you're a gerontophile? At least like, like it doesn't part turn of you. me on that like say someone would be in a walker or something. I don't know. I think that's a little extreme. I'm not like, oh, salivating okay. at that. I just like older people. Here's a question. If somebody's a pedophile if they like people their own age, but also like people younger. They're still yeah, a pedophile. Correct. Yeah. So would it qualify you as a gerontophile if you're just willing to like somebody that's 30, 40 years older than you? Well, just because they're... I feel, like, I feel like there has to be a certain... Uh, like vulnerability there for it right. to be truly gerontophilia because 
or maybe I'm just saying this. Well, that's what, I think it has a it has a bad sound to it. Like we say, Gerard the Fox feel you like it's a bad thing. Well, yeah, but, but it's, it's not. not a bad thing. Just no. that I think that what goes along with it is like being turned on by this a certain vulnerability that comes with aging and like needing someone like needing assistance or something and that doesn't turn me on the act of oh okay because it's, not, it's someone, not to that level it's not to that live you just like the wisdom i just the, like right exactly those the, types the, of we, things the weathering but still very capable still together and exactly on the outside right. as well i pr- appreciate the lines and i appreciate all of that there's a big difference between diapers 64 and 80 right yeah. and but that but the thing is you know follow that couple more years and you've got 80 right then what then i really then i guess i (laughs) 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 Um, i i can i can i mean i can relate i can definitely turn on my like 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 some you know know, talking about (laughs) yeah no i I know but i'm just trying to think of what at what point does it become on a track because i've never actually bit that bullet like I've never been with somebody that's that's 60 plus never oh uh, I mean it's uh, but but at the same time if I was at my most promiscuous and I had pick of the litter there would be times where I'd be in a room where I'd be like oh that's the hottest person in the room right now right and a lot of times it's intellectual what's that thing where you're like attracted to people due to their intellect or their mind there's like a name for being attracted to intelligence and and right. like not... I love how that's a distinction by the way. It's like wait a second, you're you're attracted to somebody based on more than the color of their hair and the color of their eyes. <laughs> that's how that's how simple we are as a people. Yeah, I agree. That there needs to be a name to distinguish the fact that you're attracted to somebody for their their nature, right, right. their spirit. Right. I think I'm, I very much resonate with spirits. I also resonate with butts and <laughs> certain looks. and cer- I do. Like a lot of things resonate with me. But I think the biggest deal breaker is how I resonate with somebody's inner spirit. Yeah, agreed. That's the biggest deal breaker. And yeah, I do like the understanding and wisdom that comes with age mm-hmm. for sure. And, and that can be more fulfilling in ways than somebody who's younger. The couple times I've been with, dated people who are a little younger than me, it has not felt as fulfilling in its deepest of connections. Mm. There's not as much to fulfill and and partner, and there's not enough to be, there's not as much to be fulfilled by and partnered by. The depth isn't there. But the depth, true. There's also something about damage. I think when you're you're you get to a certain age, it's like yeah, you can be vulnerable and you can connect in a way that somebody younger might not be able to, but you are jaded mm-hmm. by life mm-hmm. and you are weathered by life. So it's a mixture. Yeah, that can be kind of a a wrestling match at times for me. I think it's like it's like I'm not as jaded. Also because I believe that not because I couldn't be by now because I've been through a lot of tough shit. Yeah, but I kind of like clear the slate every time I feel one of those people and who knows what will happen down the road but right. you know dating someone much much older the understandings are so different which is lovely however yeah. at times there can be a little conflict or contention 
because of that jaded aspect. Yeah. Yeah. It's a relationships in general. It's just, it's just fickle figuring out the dynamics of people and being aware of it in the moment and being aware of what that jaded is going to be. And there's almost like a, a sexy risk to stuff like that sometimes where sometimes you even the better part of you might know that there are, that there might be fulfillment issues, but you're like, fuck it. It's hot. Yeah. Right. I think that attracts me a little bit sometimes. And I often wonder, is it because I'm, you know, a little messed up? Yeah. Probably. I mean, yeah, probably a little bit of everything. But would it be better and healthier to be like, I like people who have blonde hair. Right, 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 right. But I do like to be six foot tall. Yeah. Like, that's so simple. I like noses and I like. um, Yeah, yeah. I have a big thing about noses. What is the ideal type of nose? Like a like a like a pretty like no. type of shape or what? Well, pretty is nice. I think that my current girlfriend has a very pretty nose, um, but it's yeah. also distinctive, which is important to me. Yeah. Does she smell things well? She have a good sense of smell. I don't. Um, I don't know that it's like in any direction, good or bad. I think it's just a normal sense of smell. Do you think you could like? Do you think you could tell by the way somebody's nose looks how they smell? No, I don't think it has anything to do with the look Nothing. of it. Probably not. Do you think you could tell by people's mouths how they taste food? No. I think you can tell how well they might sing. Ooh, what? Well, like, I think people with larger mouths often have nicer voices. Right, right. Those sort of like just really like they like fluffy, yeah, soft, maybe like moist. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah, like good singing voices. Kind of like yeah, yeah, no. I like hands. Hands are a big thing for me. Hmm. Oh, I just found out like I have apparently um, fucking hammer hammer toes. Yeah, I have them. You have them? Yeah. How I've gone all my life, not I just thought it was how people's toes were. But a lot of people's toes are that way. But they all have hammer toes. I have hammer toes. Yeah. I ordered these devices for the hammer toes. Was so it like toe spacers? Yeah. They, they, I don't think they work. They're okay. Do you, do you sleep in them or anything? No. Do you just put them on for a little bit? I just put them on for a second. That Yeah, I would try two or three seconds maybe. <sighs> <laughs> this is, it was a couple seconds. Yeah, it didn't work? It didn't seem to work. <laughs> what if they you just, put it on for a second like, and your toes just morph? They just like are eagle claw toes, mangled. I've been like in very meditative type states or like yoga or really stoned and I'll fuck with my a couple of my toes. And sometimes I think it's like a release of energy that needs to happen. It's a lot to change the way you're shaped. Like, it, yeah, your body's, a, like, deformity. used to it. So, it's not enough just to structurally change it. You have to, like, relax and yeah. accept the new position. Right. You can't just tense right back up to the old one. Well, I do. It's tough. I ten- I go right back to it. It's just the way I... I don't know. I, I'm comfortable with my toes curled like that. Yeah. But, I don't know. Do your finger knuckles, like, do they have, like, arthritis? Are they mangled, gnarled? Do you, does that run in your family? Do you have anybody in your family that has, like, bad knuckles? My mother. Yeah. But I don't have bad... She's got, like, like sausage fingers, my mom. You should look at look at my knuckles. Jesus. 
Do the, those look like arthritic knuckles, right? They kind of do, are they? Yeah. That's wild, isn't it? Yeah. They're kind of like the hammer toes, aren't they? Yeah, a little. See, my knuckles at least aren't like... So you have like straight, like thin fingers. Try to like fuck with my fingers and try to like get, like feel okay. how like stiff and hard... Yeah. They're not like relaxed. They're not like artist fingers, right? They're right. Like, they're, well, they're like laborer. Laborer fingers. Yeah. I have labor hands. Yeah. I mean, so do I. Maybe compared to the, to the average woman. Yeah. They're they're. I work with my hands, so. Yeah. There's a more like um, dainty control that you have over your fingers, though. They're they're not they're more. Um, they're, I mean, they're nice. They're. I just have like like my fingers don't even like line up. This, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those if you if you like really see like look, at, look how my index fingers like don't even line up. Oh yeah. You see that gap? Yeah. Yours gap away a little bit like that, but my knuckles are all my joints wherever my knuckles are. There's like a corner somewhere. It's like a you'd like hammer toes. Yeah. Every joint to joint. They <laughs> you're trying angle. to point at me, and you're pointing that way. <laughs> yeah. My uh, Native American <laughs> side has it bad. My dad's side of the family on his mom's side. All their all the hands of like the women and stuff. Oh Jesus! They're, they can barely extend some of their fingers. Yeah, that's my toes. I didn't know I could have gone the rest of my life and not known it was an issue. Do you ever deal with chronic pain? No, I mean, not really. No. That's good. I mean, other than like long COVID symptoms, which Maybe yes. like emotional but not physical. Yeah, chronic emotional psychic <laughs> pain. Yes. Yeah, I have more like chronic physical pain than chronic emotional pain. It's probably related and connected. Speaking of emotional pain, Connor needs to figure himself out. Hey, you, over there. Might give him one more of them bones. I got two of them. But... Do you eat the other one? Well, he just kind of eats it till he gets the middle stuffing of it out. And, uh... <sighs> oh, my God. We have our favorite guest, Connor, on. Hey, He's bud. on the line. How you been doing, Connor? You good? How's life? Been treating you, buddy. Yeah, who's a good boy? He's like, I know you. I know what you want, Dad. You want me to stop being the way I am? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. Let me get this bone. Ugh. Hang tight, everybody. You are a handful. You're a handful. You know, I, re- I want to talk about the uh, the dinner at your grandparents doing a degree. Oh, yeah. The birthday dinner? Yes. Is that, that's... Yeah, that's definitely a topic. That's funny. So when it was your birthday, I came over for dinner at your... Fa- that was like the... Fr- Have I ever been to a family function like that? I don't that? think so. Maybe I don't know if I've ever Maybe had once. dinner. Maybe one time I hung out and and like I've gotten to know your grandparents. So part of me thinks we've had like a meal or a sit down or something Perhaps. before a long time ago. Yeah, could have been dinner or something. Because they know me more than just somebody that's popped by to pick you up. Right, right. I've definitely been over. I don't think I've ever just like hung out at your place. So it was probably for like a some sort of gathering. But it but it wasn't. To extended family like this, you had your uncle and aunt, aunt and then her mother, who's a hundred. Yeah, that was pretty wild. Yeah, 
Um, and she's wild. Your family, they have a, a blue-collar side to them and a grew-up-tough side to them. They do. But they're also, like, well-to-do. Right. And it's kind of a weird juxtaposition. Yeah, and they're, you know, they're like what, like horse people, that right. kind of thing. Right, There's, like, a whole culture around that. Right, there is. And, like, I just, I'm not that way. I don't know any <laughs> of, like, the normal, I don't know any normal, the formal. The etiquette, to curtsy. <laughs> Do you know, like, formal-type manners? <laughs> yes. You know things, like, there's rules about, like... Like, which fork, which fork to use at dinner, that type of thing? Yeah, you yeah, know stuff like that? Yeah, the salad fork, the dinner fork, that type of thing? Yeah. Dessert spoon, yeah. Are, are there, like, rules with, like, hands on the table or, like, what, you know, like, things like that? The, so, there, it's exactly what you said. They're this sort of merging of the two worlds so they grew up tough and they grew up poor right they did well for themselves and so there's this interesting like collision of worlds happening and so on one hand like my growing up was it was important for me to understand those rules right and 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 be able to practice those those that etiquette right and then also there's this innate sort of like I don't know, loose quality about it that, yeah. you know, sort of, as long as you understand the rules, you could break them, I suppose. Yeah. They're not like you have to sit up completely straight at the table. I mean, yes, that was sort of a thing growing up, but I don't know. It's hard to explain. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, they, they don't really expect anything of, of, of other somebody, people, right? Of other people. They wouldn't expect you to come in and say, be any certain way. They're very... I mean, they're, they're always judging, though, so I don't know. Yeah. They're so judgmental. But yeah. they're, they're so polite, you know, and yeah, loving. They're, they're so loving and all of that as well. But that, that you you gain a pound, and trust me, they're talking behind your back. Right. They're like, oh, she put on a couple pounds. Like, look at a fatty. Right, right. Like, we're watching Christmas Eve Mass, and the girl gets up on stage, and my grandmother is, like, commentating. And she goes... Wow, she really got fat. Look at all the weight she put on. Mass on TV? Yeah. They watch church on TV? They do. Yeah, because since COVID, they've been going doing this, um, uh, whatever, stream, mm. TV stream Do you mass. think your grandfather's religious? He's, he's, uh, he was raised uh, Lutheran. He's not really the most religious person, and he's not into the Catholic Church at all. But he is, he is religious in his own way. But your grandmother's more about She's ball. more, ca- yeah, very Catholic, you know. That's a, that's a compromise a lot of people make in It's marriage. a huge compromise because he's more, like, on the intellectual kind of end of it. Yeah. Well, it, it was funny. Whenever I'm in dynamics like that, I just think to myself, okay, just kind of blend in and do your thing. But I, I always feel like if I'm at a dinner table, there's just something about my nature where I can't help but be the center of attention even when I don't want to be. Does uh, that make sense? It makes sense to me. It happens to me all the time. Right. Like, I mean, and I wasn't like, I mean, I wasn't literally the center of attention. They weren't asked, like, grilling me a bunch of questions or talking about me. But there is just like, I feel like the eyes and the, the, the interactions, I feel like people are more aware of me than each other. Yeah, because you're a big, a big energy. Right. So you're a bit, and you're also a large, right, human. Yeah. 
I'll so take you human. take up yeah I have to think about it for a second <laughs> human uh, so yeah you take up a lot of physical space and you also take up a lot of space psychically I feel like which is yeah. not a bad thing but you are an anomaly therefore people are curious right and they're inquisitive people they and they also want to make you feel like you know right. I think that's the proper thing to do when someone is a guest in your home is you, to yes. ask them questions right and not talk about yourself yeah yeah you know I think that makes people love to talk about themselves and so you could ask them a question it'll go on for hours right I always tell people yeah. when they come to see my grandfather because he could be a little bit intimidating at first I think because he could be quiet but he's very intelligent and he's tall and I think that can be intimidating for people so I'll just you know prep them before they go in I'll say just ask them about the house You're, that's all you gotta do just like anything about the house he'll give you the tour he'll tell you how much that ornament cost chances are 75 cents yeah like hours yeah huh yeah well that's his life yeah I he's guess. yeah I mean now it is that's you know he starts you should see the play you've seen it I mean you didn't even come in it's it's really something else. Yeah, it it's is. A sight. No, I, I I get that sense. I one of my favorite parts was your grandmother was telling a story or something or talking about something, and I was just looking at her. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she goes, "Mike, are you all right?" right? <laughs> and, I, and I'm like, uh, and then I think I said, "I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm just paying attention." Yeah, you said, "I'm just paying attention." I'm just paying attention. This is just me focusing. Yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. She interrupted the whole conversation. Or maybe I said, "I'm just really paying attention." Yeah, I'm just, I'm just paying attention. You said she stopped her own talking. Was it her own? She was talking, and was she? she asked me. I thought so. I thought my grandfather was talking, and she interjected. And was no, like, I, I think what? I was paying attention to her. I think there was a conversation, and she was talking, and nobody else was looking at her but me. And you, you were just, yeah, zo- and I was zoomed just staring in. Yeah, at her. yeah, yeah you know. probably not blinking. Yeah, probably. That's probably what it was. You weren't blinking. Yeah. You gotta throw a few blinks in for good measure, you know? I, so people you know, don't think you're like. That's you know? the that's the thing where it's like. Gotta remember to blink. Yeah. Because too much eye contact. We've talked about this. I don't know how to handle eye contact. Yeah, she it's, probably. That's why she was asking, are you okay? I mean. She most can tell them to do the whole eye contact thing. Yeah, most people would probably just keep on talking, but she's she's not letting anything go. No. Yeah, she's yeah. It's uh it's funny. Then I had a long conversation with your grandfather, just me and him. What was we, that we like? Get along well. He yeah. talked about I think growing up in like the city and doing things. I can't remember exactly what we were talking about when it was just me and him, but it might have been even health stuff. Oh. Cause he had the uh there was something that happened to him when he was younger. Was it the milk bottle? Maybe. He told I, you the story. He showed you a scar. Right. That's what it was? Yeah. He always tells a story. <laughs> it's He loves telling the story. He's got a huge scar on his forearm. So, like, when he was probably about five or six years old, he lived, they lived kind of in the ghetto in Baltimore. Right. And there were never any cars on the street. You know, back then they didn't even have fo- a phone. Uh, Nearest phone was... Uh, Three, three doors down, right? So Ooh. I guess the milkman had come, and back then they had milk uh, in, in glass jars, right? Glass bottles. 
Well, as he was taking it, carrying it up the couple flights of stairs to his mother to be helpful, and he slipped because his shoes as well were all because they were poor. They were, the treads on the bottom were also screwed up, so he slipped on one of the treads. It caught the stair, and he fell on the milk jar. The milk jar sliced his artery here, and the blood apparently hit the ceiling, and he was just you know pumping blood out. Yeah, that's not a good place to get cut. Right, right, right across your right, wrist. Right, big. Right. To this day, and so he said, uh, mother heard the screaming, and, and she came out and wrapped his arm in a towel, and it, uh, there's no phone to call anybody, and anyways, they, she, they went to take him down, down the street to the neighbor to call 911. There wasn't enough time, but they, the mother saw there was a taxi cab just sitting there. There's, ne- there's never any cars on the road, whatever. She, she, the guy comes up to her, and he says, get in, I'll take care of it, and they get in the car, and rush him to the hospital well the, the taxi cab was I mean just in blood right mm. red and she said you know hey, can I help you clean this up and he said no just go I'll take care of it and he swears to this day that was his guardian angel because had they had that guy had that ta- cab driver not been there in that moment uh, he wouldn't have made it I think that's what we were talking about moments there might have been three times. One of them was like because he fainted slash whatever happened at the oh, wedding. Oh, at the wedding, yeah, yeah. We talked about that in the group. Then he might have had another story where there was another time where he, like, right place, right time, where it kept him from something terrible happening. Right. And then there was that story. Yeah. And he would talk about, like, the guardian angel type thing. <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. When yeah, you we were talking about, about just extreme coincidences like that. How sometimes things. One of the stories, the other story he told me was something that was so coincidental, and it worked out to his favor, sort of thing. Same thing where it's like, sometimes like he felt like something was watching over him. Right. Yeah, I guess he's felt that way. Yeah. Many times. It's interesting. I I describe that as, and I think I told him this. It's like. To me, I think sometimes life just takes a second to show you such an extreme coincidence and sort of thing of fate that it's life winking at you. And it's not calculable enough or recognizable right. enough or controlled enough where science could ever put its finger Quantify on it. it. yeah. But there's a moment where life, whether you want to call it God, whatever, just sort of winks and is like, yeah. 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 <laughs> there's face. more to this. Then statistical probabilities and science and numbers, there's more. There's another element. And that element can't be quantified or figured out. It's yeah. like the poetry to life. Yeah, we were, we were talking about that last night too because uh, my Uncle Jerry passed away from a heart attack and my Aunt Joanne had uh, sought out a medium, a psychic medium. And apparently this woman is booked all the way to 2024. Um, but she's apparently the real deal, and she was saying uh, all kinds of stuff, and it makes you wonder. I know my grandfather's a real skeptic. Like I'll yeah. say things like, I've heard a transistor radio play in the attic, and there is none, but I've heard it. And he like roll his eyes. Does he but, believe in like mediums But and I stuff? think that he's starting to be more open-minded to it. I think for a majority of his life, he pretty much is skeptical. Yeah. But now that my Aunt Joanne is kind of saying this stuff about this medium that touched on things that she couldn't have possibly known, he's mm. kind of like, oh, maybe there is more to it. But he's he, very open-minded. How old is he? 
He'll be 80 uh, in March. Do you think he was, like, growing up in an era where a lot of people did things like acid? Maybe during a portion of his life. I think to him that probably would have been sort of a luxury, almost like emotion would be. Like, to be emotional back then, it was. I feel, even today, it's kind of a luxury. Hmm. When you have to work and you have to survive, you don't really have time to think about, like, how do I feel? Right, right. Right? Yeah. Think so when sometimes when I get emotional, I, I I often think about that. It just seems like as far as shifts and um, I don't want to say per, there's a shift in cultures and that sort of otherworldly sort of belief versus skeptical versus that. Sometimes people who live through the '60s have a different view than people of other generations or I wonder what his generation is like or I don't think he's ascribed to his generation per se he's one of those like very independent thinkers mm -hmm. so I don't know that I mean there's definitely a part of it I mean we he was this year I didn't do Christmas cards for anybody I was in a rush so I just wrote Merry Christmas on all the packaging but the night before Christmas Eve he was stringing up all the Christmas cards that people had gotten them and they send they have a list of a hundred people they send Christmas cards out to and they don't just write their name they write a note in each one and mail these out for Jeez. Christmas part of their tradition and I guess that's an older tradition and typically I like to do that as well it is uh, nice however this year I just tired enough time so he's hanging them up and he says I don't know what's wrong with people anymore he's like can't spend 25 cents on a card and I just want to slither off into my so I, <laughs> I run upstairs and I put my mom on the phone I said mom I was like we have a problem I said I need some Christmas cards she's like all right I got you in the morning so I'm like scurrying upstairs writing the Christmas cards I wound up giving my sister and her fiance a blank one and I'm like did you guys take your card and they're like yeah but there was nothing in it <laughs> <laughs> they were like we thought it was just a nice card <laughs> man so yeah I had to get it together do the cards after all yeah that's uh everyone's family is different with that my like I saw my dad and we don't wrap any gifts for each other no never a card for Christmas it's more just like we he definitely we're both the types with each other where it's like we don't really want anything from the other one. I don't. But I don't. But then we usually get something small, sure. novel that the other one might like, but nothing that's over the top. Right. You know. That's how I would prefer to do it. But, you know, they're they're very, this is a tradition for them. And, you know, that's what he was saying, too, is like, if you have nothing else, you've got the cards, you can string them up as decoration, which I feel also comes from kind of growing up poor. Right. It's like if you can't afford, you know, decorations, then you've got, you can hang these cards, string them along the, what do you call it? What do you think your grandparents would think of DMT? I'm not sure. I mean... It's interesting would, to think what, what, what people they of think older of, generations. What would they think about me doing it? Or no, them doing it. Them doing if it. If they did it, what would they oh, what would think they, of something oh, like that? I cannot imagine my grandmother on a psychedelic, first of all. She is, like, already <laughs> tripping, first of all. Um, grandfather, I think, would be interesting to get his feedback. He would I find it fascinating. He probably would. I don't know that you could get him to do it. No. You probably couldn't get him to do it. But 
if he did do it, I think he would be at least open enough to to give some pretty interesting feedback. But he already kind of like accesses those places. I'm telling you, he he's already mm. has like a divine kind of connection. It's weird. Yeah. So it's I don't know. He he's already kind of there. It's almost like I'm yeah. not sure that he would even need to do it. It's like he's got these answers within somehow. All the answers that I like when I do to him. See when I've done it the one time, um, I it's like I'm searching for these answers or something, this wisdom, right? And it's like it's already there for him, whether it's if part of that's age. But seeing it and experiencing it is, is definitely different. That's it doesn't true. mean you need it, right? It doesn't necessarily mean it's going to change much, other than the fact that you just know that whatever that whatever you experienced, you experienced. That's and true. that's very, very different. That's, that's true. That is true. And you take somebody who's older and thoughtful, but has never really... Like, I don't think he... Outside of, like, alcohol, has he ever done anything, you think? I don't think so. Other than, like, say in the hospital, maybe they give him some pain meds. He's he's like a wine drinker. That's about it. How often do you think he gets, like, really drunk? Imbibes? I, <laughs> never. He doesn't get drunk. He yeah. might get a little tipsy, and he's pretty funny when he gets tipsy. A little tipsy. Hmm. My grandmother's the one to watch out for. She'll go in on some, like, chocolate uh, martinis. Really? Gotta watch her. She passed out, fainted at the last wedding. Went down. Because of drinking. Yeah, drank too much. In the heat. Not enough water to, to beverage yeah. ratio. I, I don't know. She went know. out. That my grandfather was crying. He cried. Wow. He said, Dorothy, wake up. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then, so when he passed out at the funeral, he said, well, I guess it was your turn to get up to see how it feels when you think the other person is dead. Because they each thought each other were, were dead at one point. And I guess just to set a little bit of the tone, because it's a lot of this inside baseball, you were you grew up, you were raised by... Your grandparents. Essentially. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Any, like, good morals were instilled, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My grandparents were the mitigating forces there for me. Yeah. Otherwise. Did I just hear him jump up on something? No, he's got all four feet on the ground. Okay. He did. No, he did it quickly. And he already ate He can't have the cookie doughs in the refrigerator. Good. The day he learns to open up the refrigerator... Then you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. You're going to have to lock it. Yeah. Like I do with, with Jen. I lock all her cabinets at night. Mmm. She has... Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh. Yeah, my... Uh, well, my dad has done DMT and I've already... What does took, he think of it? Thinks it's crazy. Well, yeah, it is crazy. Um... Is it something he would like to partake in again? or Yeah, I think so. It's been over a year since he's done it. Um, I think I think him wanting to eat mushrooms at Christmas, it was like kind of wanting to get his feet back in the yeah. water into that. Mm-hmm. Because last Christmas when we did mushrooms, he called it DMT light. Okay. I made like a mushroom moonshine. Oh. So I extracted mushrooms into an alcohol... 
mix. And okay. then we did, you know, a pretty hefty dose. That's intense. Together last Christmas. So it's yeah. like a tradition now. Yeah, it's a tradition wow. that I've instilled in us. My dad's just there for the ride. He's like, whatever you think. Yeah, well, you know, you're the right person to do it with. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and he's cool. He's down for whatever. He doesn't give a fuck. You know? I mean, he's... he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's DTF. Like, he's DTF. Yeah. <laughs> Just look at him. He, he really he is. is. He is. He's fucking gay. Yeah, he is. Yeah, literally. He's a I stud, said, man. Yeah, so we ate some Christmas Eve watching the football <laughs> game, and then I'm coming over for Christmas. And he's like, hey, do you have any of that moonshine from last year? I'm like, ah, I don't have any made up. He's like, but I could bring, you know, I'll, I'll bring a mushroom or two over for you. And I'm like, do you want to do more or less, same as yesterday? And he goes, whatever you think, I'm game. Yep, DTF. <laughs> whatever I think, whatever you think, he's down. That's right. So I think if I put the pressure on him to do the DMT, he would. What does he think? He thinks it's fucking crazy. You know, he, he really thinks that he's experienced something. He's very aware of the fact of how few people honestly know that something is out there like, we know from having done DMT. It's he, true. When you yeah. think about it, I don't, you know, I just assume other people really know that, but you walk around, your average person really has never experienced such a thing. A lot of people have never even heard of such a thing. A lot of people, if you were to tell people, hey, there's this substance, it, it, it exists in you, and it's something that we all operate on. Consciousness is being regulated by the amount of DMT that's controlled in the brain. That, I didn't know that. That's a that that's a strong theory, but regardless, it's produced in the brain. Some people think it's been produced in the lungs. Some people think it's been produced in the liver. But either way, it's produced in your body. Right. And it exists in every living thing. And and, and then it's released. It's the chemical that's released right before death. Yes. Right. Uh, high near death experience just before death. It's released in amounts in orgasm. Like adrenaline. Oh, that's why the, the French call it the the little death. Yeah, I guess orgasm so. means the the little death. Yeah, it, I mean it, it's a it's a pretty fascinating thing. So all that being said, um, I I think if you were to tell somebody, here's this stuff that is, for the most part, as natural as anything is, right? You know, yeah, if you take testosterone, you're going to have more muscles, right? Or you're going to be more masculine in ways. If you take DMT, you're going to Deeper be more voice. conscious. Yeah, you're going to be... It, it's, a, it's a level of consciousness, DMT is. To a degree. At the very least, that's one way to describe it, right? But, but if you were to tell them, you know, you take this stuff and you feel like you learn a lot about life, death, your history, your ancestry, your decisions, free will, all this stuff... But then you also meet and interact with things that seem far greater than you. Like, like it could, to my dad, he'd tell you he met a fucking alien. He'd be like, I swear it was a fucking alien. You know? And he, he thought what he met was like another worldly being. And there was a screen between him and the other being. Yeah. And it kept putting like hieroglyphics up on the wall like it wanted him to read this stuff. Sure. And it kept telling him, if you come back again, you'll understand better. But then it like told him some stuff that he could understand. And it like, it was telling him things that he was pushing off that he needed to do. Right. And, uh, you know, one of them was like something to do with his relationship with his wife. 
one of them was even just about like, hey, you've been saying you're going to stay in the deck, stay in the deck. <laughs> so he lit, literally, we got done and he started staying in the deck. That's hilarious. Yeah, he's like, I got to stay in that gotta fucking st- deck. They said stay in it. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was different stuff that happened to him after that. I mean, he did a lot when we did it, like like that huge dose. Like, he killed a lot in that, it did like three giant rips. And, I mean, he ripped that fucking bong. Oh, and I had he? enough in there for both of us. And then some, and he did all of it. Oh. That was his first time ever doing it. Oh, wow. He didn't know what he was getting himself into. Yeah, that's probably the better better thing to do is yeah. if you don't know. Do you ever, does it ever, um, I don't know, when I experience it, kind of one of the most interesting things it did for me was it would split me, my being, into, like, say, one one. I'm one one thousandth of the being that I am and then it, and then my ego would enter and, and it would want to fight back and say no no but I am like important right mm. and then so it would say I'll show you how minuscule school you really are and split me into another one one thousandth and then if I want to say okay but I'm still fighting this you know I'm so important and it split me off again and again and again and again until I'm like I've finally I've submitted and my ego is no longer you know sort of dead Right. It's like a death of my ego. It's interesting and it's humbling. You know, it really shows you yeah. how how you know the traffic lights when when we die are still going to turn red and green, right? right? Like the world doesn't end just because, you know. Yeah. I mean, we are unique and important in many ways, but in many ways not so much. Well, it's a it's a paradox because I mean, do you, don't you get the sense, I mean, even DMT aside, don't you get the sense that there's an energy running through all of us? Yeah, but I think for me, that's why it's just, maybe this is specific to my experience, is that I often tend to forget that other people have something running through them. It's like very much self, I can be very self-centered in that way and forget yes. that we're all connected. And when I had that experience with you, it was like I had this opportunity to sort of give you energy and I grabbed your arm right and I was like that was me recognizing hey this other person needs my energy in this moment and you now have the opportunity and the honor of giving of yourself and it's not always about taking or just being so self inward because I can be inward a lot and go inward a lot which is nothing wrong with it I'm not it's not inherently selfish of me but it's just my nature and to have that opportunity to provide for, say, you is a beautiful experience. And then also to realize that by giving that to you, I'm also receiving. Because right. then it turned into this, like, oh, wait a minute. I'm not just here for him. He's also there for me. Right. It's an awareness of the other. Yeah. It, it's interesting because it is like this paradox where you are obviously you and you're supposed to be you. And you're not, you're not other people's consciousness. But we all not only have our own version of that, but I think the greater picture is it all resonates from the same thing. So when you are on something like a DMT, you have the ability to realize not only does everybody else have that, we all are the same thing in a greater picture, but it's outside of this life. Within this life, we are all individuals. But if there is some sort of God or there is some sort of collective unconscious or, or in ways we're connected, then that means that there is a, a part of us that is everybody. Right. 
Right. And that's what I think DMT lets you feel firsthand sometimes. You feel that, yeah. I feel like like I even even I had this lesson too where it was it had to do with my relationship, which is like this other person is a direct reflection of me, almost like she's this older version of me. Literally. Right. It's like I could see her and me like thirty years from now. Like that is who I might be in thirty years. Yeah. Almost like she may not act the way I want her to act right now, me being my age and she being her age, but but I was able to see how that disparity was was there and how, how it plays a role and how I am her and she's me and we reflect each other. Yeah. And there's not some, something so bad about that. I could just let it kind of kind of flow instead of like trying to always like say, well, what the hell, you know, why aren't you this way or the way I want you to be? Yeah. Maybe I, there's some. What can I learn from you being this way, right? What's there to take from from that? Because there is beauty in that. The way to let things just be and let people be. I never want to let people be. I want them to act the way I want. It's selfish. Right. If if I had to, what what it sort of does to me is it it shows me both sides of it. It's like number one, it knocks me down to a peg. To where I feel like I am nothing and my sense of self and my own ego are very unimportant in the grand scheme. Right. But at the same time, it also shows me that I am me. That that like I I I you know you you are yourself, you're always with yourself, and the relationship you have with yourself is the one thing that carries on and self-expression, self-actualization, integration, all of these things are important, but but why should you choose the things that you do? Probably not just based off of you as the individual, but as your world as a whole. So having the perspective of, of the greater general sense of everything and considering everything, not just your own right. little mind, right. allows you to be an expression of the reflection of the everything that you experience. Right, I like that. You so you you take what you what you want yeah. from each th- right. And then think about people who are well traveled and well read and all this. They have a strong sense of self sometimes and unique personality. But it ultimately is a reflection of the world sure. and everything around them. Right. So, what, yeah. so right. you realize that you are everything that you've experienced. The sum of your experiences, yeah. Yeah. And, and somebody else is everything they've experienced. And there's a lot of overlap. And ultimately, there's a, there's a deeper part that even though you haven't experienced it specifically... That in the greater sense of the greater unconscious, you've all experienced everything. Past, future, present, every ego, it all exists within you. Because that is the, that's the glue that holds it all together and you all resonate from that. Right. And when you are in that collective state, that subconscious, or that when you do connect somebody on a certain wavelength, you can feel the heaviness of it. You know, what do you think it is when you meet somebody and you already know before it happens that something's going to happen between the two of you? Yeah, I, I knew that about about Jen. Right. I knew that. I knew it. I could the see the second. end. I could see the end before I could see the beginning. And what do you think that is? Do you think that that 
Like, at the very least, the whiffs of possibility that you get. Now, you don't get to see all of it through. It doesn't always wind up exactly the way you think it might, but you get whiffs of the possibility and the options on the table. And I think that comes down to sort of the quantum element, which is that in some reality or in some sense, every possibility that you sense has been lived out or has been experienced, right. but it's not the experience that you're always experiencing. Could be. I mean, I know that even that experience I had when I first met her was very DMT-like, and I'd never been done it. Right. It was like I saw what it was going to be. And then, of course, you know, life comes, and you start to question, and you start to feel like you're not confident anymore because it's not happening in your timeline right. that you wanted. Um, but there was this deep inner knowing that it was going to be. Yeah. And I never lost that. And there were so many naysayers. There were so many people who doubted me. They were like, oh, you're crazy. You're still holding on to this five years later. You know? And I'm like, I know. I know it seems crazy. Right. But I insisted. I was like, I know. I know this yeah. is what I'm supposed to be. And, you know. And uh, the thing about it is, I think, when you have those feelings, is you you want to think that every feeling that you have or this, this notion, there is this element of permanence. Right. As in, no matter what, I know that this is going to be... And you kind of have to feel that way. But, like, we feel that way about multiple things. And it's like we're right and we're wrong at the same time. Yeah, we, you, could, you could be right or wrong. I... For me, I, in this particular example, I mean, I've never felt something so I was so... Right. You know, I was just hell-bent. Well, um, I think it's the, the strong feeling that gives you the conviction to pursue it. Pursue it, yeah. And thin. Right. And, you know, all that blows the ego and right. throwing things over the fence and camping out. Yeah. Outside her door. Yeah. <laughs> With the ketchup the packs. Yeah. With the, the, uh, the weighted yeah. blankets and the, yeah. the tents. It takes a certain person. I know if I'm willing to go through those lengths, like I've showed up at Steph's house. That's a, I mean, look, if people like you and me go to that length, you know it's serious. Yeah, because it's not like me to do that. Not doing that shit for nothing. I can't think of anybody else that's done that kind of stuff. Most people, if they've said, oh, I don't think it's working out or I don't think it's working out, all right. See you, bye. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's like, I feel a weight lifted when that happens. Me too. It's like, okay, fine. Like, you know what? Uh, you weren't going to like me anyways or something. Yeah. You probably would end up hating my guts, so. Yeah, you yeah. You spare us all. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't the biggest fan of you anyway. Yeah. I hate myself too, so fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> this fucking dog. We'll give him another couple minutes and then. Well, we've been talking for a while. I like just randomly shooting from the hip and saying whatever. Asking little random questions. It's funny once you know that it's a podcast. The things that you'll say just for the novelty of saying them. Yeah, well, we're just free, free flowing. Yeah, this free balling. Free balling. Yeah. DTF. Yeah, DTF. I like that. Anything goes. We're DTF. What DMT. Be, yeah. What would be the other? So if it's DTF, but you had to make it not stand for down to fuck. Yeah. Uh, Another word. F word. It could be whatever. It doesn't even need to be down or two. Oh. Damn talking freely. Damn, no. Damn talking. That's a Dead. We were damn talking, talking. weren't we? Damn yeah, talking. we were damn talking freely. Damn mother 
Somewhere well, there's, there's a pocket. There's a pocket of a state where people say damn in front of a word like that. I don't know. You could definitely say like, we were damn running fast. Oh, that's like uh, Alabama or something. Someone could do that. I want to start popularizing that. You should. Oh, and you know Connor, what, you know what I, was, I was thinking about? We were talking about consciousness and individuality. I, I don't know if you watched that TikTok I sent you, but it was Andrew Tate, and I found it really funny how... I really I really like him, and he, th- he thinks a lot like I do. And he was talking about how, you know, how, how funny it is that we should all be individuals and have unique experiences, and have we're all having unique experiences, and, and how crazy it is that you should still wind up being a an average loser (laughs) yeah yeah like how is that possible you know i don't you know what it's true but it's hard for me to relate to what being an average loser yeah yeah you're not an average loser Right, I mean, even if, I, if I'm a loser, it's not average. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you're an average loser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's I, a loser, but... Yeah, I, I've never felt that level of... Um, I've always felt like I stand out in an odd way, and it's hard for me to put my finger on. That's probably the thing I identify with most is the, like you said, anomaly. Yeah, you're an anomaly. That's the biggest thing in my life is realizing I might be the most anomalous person in a lot of people's lives and it's hard for, I might that might be an extreme that's might, really comforting for me because I think I am as well to other yeah. people and I certainly like realize when I walk into work it's very apparent to me how I am very odd in comparison to these other people. Yeah. And how I say things, and they've told me, they're like, you say some weird shit. And, like, it, it's the kind of stuff that, like, I'll just one-off, like, one-liners. And I'll just, I'll just, I'll be in my, my zone, and then I'll, I'll hear something, and I'll just blurt out something. And they won't say anything, but it's, I know it sticks in their heads. Right. And it's with them. And they right. told me. They're like, it just kind of, like, zings you. Yeah. It's weird. And but it's comforting to know that there's another human being yeah. out there who who shares I think something similar. For sure. You know? It's 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 the same but different. Exactly. It's the same amount of something, just our own it wouldn't be very anomalous if it was identical. No, it's definitely not identical, <laughs> yeah, but, but it's, it's enough to make me feel comforted. Right, it's a similar level of whatever it is. Of, of, of odd. hard to put your finger yeah, on. Yeah, it's sort of like odd. You know, like you can get by sort of in this environment that you could probably be a chameleon enough to get by in most any environment. Right. However, this inner knowing that you're not really like those around you. Does that make sense? No, it does. Well, I watch a lot of stuff with like documentaries where, you know, Asperger's, stuff like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess that's more what it is. No, but it's like those people don't have the grand perspective often that I think we have or the awareness of others or their considerations. Well, that's anxiety provoking as well. Yeah. That see, I wish I were a little more Asperger's. I wouldn't have the anxiety level that it produces in me. What like yeah, it's it's it's, it's a concoction of things. I think age is a is a, a factor as well. As I get older I'm more comfortable with that. You know, it's like okay that I'm not Yeah. You know, like everybody and, and people are they have learned to 
understand that at first I might make them feel uncomfortable, but really at the end of the day, they'll wind up warming up to me. It just takes a while. Right. Like, oh, she's like, she doesn't mean anything by that weird ass comment. She's right. really just like autistic. Do you think people behind our backs have conversations about whether or oh. not we may or may not be autistic? I 100%. I mean, really? I know there's speculation like at my work or you something. You think people say that about me often? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. They say I'm autistic probably. They probably wonder if there's yeah. a touch. I, th yeah. I think it's like a touch for both of us. We're just touched by it. Yes. It's not like... But do normal people have that sense? Do they say they're different? They're crazy? They're they probably unusual, want to use the word crazy alternative. or unusual. Yeah. Is it in a way that people look at like artists or like what? Or is it distinctly no? That that's a little that's a little autistic because like people when you see somebody like a Frank Zappa type or some sort of this eccentric character or or whatever, like you don't always like. I wonder if that person's autistic. I I mean, for me, okay. So for me personally, I don't know about you, but. I often get caught, like, at work even, just staring off into space. And they, they will joke. Like, those, one guy would be like, Earth declare, and I'll be like, oh, you caught me staring off into space again. Like, is that I'm a visionary. ADD, ADHD? Is that... It's just, I just, well, that's my point, is that, that I can pull off the visionary card. I can be like, well, I'm just, I'm a creative. You just, like, what yeah, the fuck oh, do you expect, I got you, right? Right, right, So right. that's my position, right? I'm a creative. So I'm going to be a little fucking weird. That's true. I, I, you know what? What do you expect? That's that the creative thing. I think, I can think do that people card. recognize that I'm creative. Yeah. But I do think people that are very aware of things of like high-functioning Asperger's, the people who are aware of what it is to be very high-functioning, yeah. not an obvious savant, like not somebody that's like such a savant where they can just like... Calendar brain? Per, yeah. Like pitch, perfect pitch. Right. Or... Or just like something like that, but they are like a total photographic memory. I have some of that. Yeah, I have. It really pisses Jen off, actually. Yeah, I actually have. I think I have conversational, like auditory, um, that you? sort of memory. I, I mean, I go back. If you have a text argument, I telling you, like, don't even try to argue with me. We can pull up the receipts, but yeah, I've already got it memorized. Most people, when most people who know me for a while realize that chances are if I say something is how it was said by who it was yeah, said the, the way it was yeah. said it's correct that's the way it happened and yeah. if I don't know I won't say it I'll ask I'll be like well did they say this or wait who right. said what I I won't be sure but that's rare probably I know it's and probably like 98% yeah. of the time you recall now I don't have a photographic memory at all when it comes to books I'm the person who could read a textbook page and forget a hundred times and I'll be like forget what's it. the fucking point yeah. It's very hard for me to learn how to memorize other people's song lyrics and stuff sometimes. Oh, interesting. And I can sing along with the song, but to consciously memorize it, that, that can be a task. But once I develop a system to memorize it, or, or if things gel, I'll memorize it better than the average person. Interesting. So it's a very, like, sometimes I yeah, develop I my own system. Yeah, sometimes there has to be a system. Yeah. I understand. Now, I'm left-handed. That's a factor. See, people who are left-handed are different, too. I got and I mean I got a weird I got a weird dad. Yeah, with my him. dad's an anomaly. Yeah, he's he's an enigma. He's an enigma. <laughs> Turkey Lurkey is yeah. an enigma. <laughs> he's very um, like what goes on with him. I just he, I think his personality is just 
he's he's a step ahead and he's fluid so he's a lot he can be a lot like other people but always functions on a higher level so there's like this odd pecking order of respect too like maybe not in all circles but like people i think who meet my dad recognize him as being a good voice of reason and smart but also yeah. oh. he's entertaining and funny he's the advice he's given us yeah. about women difficult women yeah. don't, don't feed them too much at once because you know women can't process as much as men <laughs> i read that shit to jen once oh I, was my told God. Her, I was like this is his advice yeah. i shouldn't, t- shouldn't tell you my secrets now you know my favorite he's like hey buddy i'll tell you something <laughs> trust me sometimes when a woman says something you just gotta wait to see if she says it again right because <laughs> if she says it again she probably, probably means it, it. yeah <laughs> but if she doesn't I wouldn't bring it up or make it too much of a thing right. because you're gonna turn something into something that wasn't even something it's not even something he's like Let and then, then he always says and give it 24 hours that's the you gotta sit on things he's like I don't always react right away he goes sometimes he'll tell people he's like I need to sit on it for 24 hours alright oh yeah can I get back to you it's always a really good yeah or like if you're in an argument or whatever it's like I, when you know things are getting heated and you might say something irrational yeah. or you haven't thought it through it's not. It, what are they gonna say? Well, fuck you have you, to tell I'm me now. With you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's a it's a power play. It's yeah. Look, I just like to sit on things for twenty four hours. I know myself. I need to give myself twenty four hours. Right now, I don't like thinking in this sort of tense. Whatever. I need to sit on it. I need to sleep on it. Twenty four hours. That's all I need. I'm not. You know. <laughs> then, then you make it sound like. First of all, they hear twenty four hours and they're like, "What like, the fuck?" But then he words it, and he makes it sound like he's actually being like really good. Generous. Like, Trust me. I, 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 it's not going to take me a week. It's like, dude, they want an answer right now, now. immediately. <laughs> yeah, immediately. But then it will also tell you. But hey, what the fuck do I know? Look how many wives I've had. Or whatever. You know, he's got that sort of. Yeah. You know, it's like true. I, yeah. Complicated women, man. Yeah. You know, I always said I liked them. I, I do. Yeah. But then you get one on your hands and it's like, well, shit. Careful what you wish for, right? It's interesting. Yeah, definitely keeps you on your toes. Connor, enough. See, I'm different than my dad in that way. Like, I think my dad's good with rules of thumb. And I like to say general rules of thumb, but I'm a little more... Ca- but again, when you age, you start to see norms. Like, when I was younger... I didn't accept that there were any differences between men and women. I, was, I wasn't willing to accept that. I thought men and women are the same. I don't care what people say. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. Maybe there's like cultural norms that make people a certain way and obviously physically we're different. But I didn't understand that there honestly was a difference. Because we came from that generation where it was like fuck sexism and all that. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk Women's rock rights. and progressive. like. In my younger days, I was very progressive and careful with any sort of prejudice or I just thought, you're an old fucking man and all you old men are sexist. Right. And they'd be like, no, I'm telling you, women are different. Yeah, I'm I'm telling you. I get it and I don't think you're the worst, but but that's not the case and I'm not going to hear it. You know? (laughs) But no, Brazilians are more passionate. Trust me. And I'm like, no, they're fucking not. And so, like, then you meet out. enough people who are Brazilian and you're, you're like, like, yeah, there's a lot of passion there. You start to realize they were right. Emotional conviction in the house. Yeah, they call it, yeah, wow, passion. Yeah, but, well, I think we've 
yeah, shot the shit enough. Yeah, it's good. Let me come to an end. What, hour 22? All good things. Yeah. Must.